Like they really nailed it on the uh, marketing, I think. Oh, Just bro, at they? the very beginning, a thousand virgins. I, a friend of that's mine. Man, that's a lot of women up there. That's like, a lot of like, women. Yeah. Like, uh, how does that work? Beats the hell out that's, of me. Who has the energy for that? Talking about like having five wives? Are you kidding me? Five like wives, most dudes are like, oh, that's awesome. No, it's not. That's like five lists of honey dudes. It's like, I ain't got time for this crap. I'm going with one woman. Welcome to the All American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke. And his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. <laughs> something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call? If it's something weird and it don't look good, who you gonna call? And welcome back to another episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast. We got Josh over there, uh, like, dusted with CBD powder that we have our uh, energy sticks. We're getting ready for the show today. Happy Halloween to everybody tuning in. Appreciate y'all being here across the globe. But yeah, wait, hold on. Um, America's not the only one that celebrates Halloween, because isn't it, isn't it a European thing? Or no? You know, I don't know. I should have, uh, hold on. I, I, I apologize for this. I wanted to have the history of Halloween to read out. I think we do that normally every year. I forgot to do it this year. But I'm pretty sure America's not the only country that celebrates Halloween. But isn't it like a different name over in Europe? I mean, the Germans of all people, you got to know, they celebrate it. We like the ghosts. The ghosts are so good, yeah. I don't know. But then part of me kind of like, 
I think of like Salem and stuff like that. But uh, America's not the only country that I think celebrates Halloween. Am I wrong on that? Chat. Knowing am I wrong, but I'm ugly. So I don't know. <laughs> What's going on, folks? Thank you for being here. Hopefully you guys are having a wonderful Halloween. Are you doing anything? Are you taking the kids trick-or-treating? Or are they too old now? Yeah, they're eight and nine. What do you mean, are they too old? I don't know what the cutoff is. They have is. jobs yet? <laughs> they still live at home? You eight and nine-year-old? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I didn't know because in some, I, I read an article that said some neighborhoods now are talking about there's an unofficial like age restriction saying, you know, if you're above the age of, I don't know, like 21, you can't trick-or-treat anymore. Well, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. They're eight. I didn't know. Uh, they do trick-or-treat at their school. And I think then, that's a safe uh, alternative. Do, uh, I like when people do. When I was in the Army, we did that uh, in our drill sergeant area. For all the drill sergeant stuff, we had a, a trunk-or-treat and... Um, because, you know, you live in Columbus, Georgia. I'm not, I'm not going door to door there. It's like you get shot. It's like, absolutely. Like, trick or treat. What you want, motherfucker? No, yeah, it's not going to do it. But uh, no, I think trick or treat is, or trunk or treat is a very, very helpful or a helpful alternative. Alter- I'm done. All right. Good evening, folks. Thanks for being here. Uh, a great alternative to some of the stuff out there. Because you always know, like, the, the, let me put it this way. Has anyone ever found a needle in their candy? Never. I'm not, I'm not, Never. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. But I'm saying, like, that was the thing that everybody promoted when we were younger. You might get a needle in your candy. It's like... Neezer. Right. A needle. A kneezer. A kneezer. We're both uh, done. This is going to be a very razor. interesting show today. Razor. Very interesting <laughs> show today, folks. I just... I, yeah, I w- I'd always heard that. Everybody was like, you know, you might get, a, might get a needle in your stuff. And I'm just like, well, that's never happened. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's never happened to me or anybody that I, I know personally. But... Anywho, it is October 31st. It is a blustery mid 50 degree day here in Dallas, Texas, rather in Richardson, Texas. That's the uh, CBD Shell Shock CBD Studios. So are you, uh, did you get candy? Uh, our neighbors, we talked to them the other day and they said that uh, they don't get trick or treaters, but I think we're going to pick up just a bag in case because uh, I just don't want kids to show up. And they were like, oh crap, here's an apple. Like nobody likes those people. Here's some pennies. Not that I even have an apple in the house, but still it's like, uh, some, would you like candy for you? We got some, get some Delta eight candy for you. <laughs> I thought about that. Imagine like trick or treating and the parents always come with the kids. Like here's the candy for the kids and here's the candy for the parents. Oh, did you get me a Snickers? Is this, are you trying to say something? Like I'm, I'm like, have a Snickers, you're a bitch when you're hungry. Yeah. Is that about to say? I figure you're going that way. Yeah, go screw yourself, Josh. Screw yourself. Anyway, uh, hopefully you're having a wonderful day out there. It is Tuesday. Um, we are almost over that hump. So hopefully you guys are doing well. If you could do me a favor, share the podcast. If you're following on Rumble or watching on Rumble, hit that like button. Greatly appreciate it. It helps us boost the algorithm to get our voices out there more. Why? Because there's a lot of stupid people that are political commentators. And we seem to be the only ones left with any shred of common sense. And that's saying something because I'm a moron. So it's, that's the condition that we're in these days, folks. Like when, like, uh, I, I got recognized the other day and people said, like, I love your podcast. And I, I absolutely just, that, that humbles me so much that people actually listen. It's, 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 incre- cool, yeah. it is, it's incredible. It really is. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, because uh, we're certainly not Joe Rogan or any of these other people whom I'm sorry. I, I just can't get into Rogan. I can't. I've really? tried. I've, it has to be like a specialty episode that really draws me in. But a lot of the stuff, um, you know, if we're like the last time I listened to Rogan, I think I was driving back from hunting or something like that. And uh, Sheila was in the car. Or no, we were in Austin for something. And uh, it was the episode that Post Malone was on. And it's like listening to two stoners go back and forth. I'm just kind of like, eh, maybe if I was high, yeah. possibly. But uh, I, now I'm not saying that Joe Rogan sucks. Clearly, you know, 60 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. It's just not my cup of tea. And also, I don't consume anybody else's content because, like, I've, I've said this many times on the podcast, I feel like that can kind of um, 
you just don't hold true to your own values anymore, I guess. Or in my mind, I just don't want to be influenced by somebody else's perspective and not have my own. I mean, I do, I won't lie though. I do listen to Shapiro on the Israel things because I do want to get his point. He's very educated and articulate on this. Because he's Jewish. And he's Jewish. He's a, he's a Jew. He's, uh, a, it, he's a Jew. Is he debating um, Destiny? What? No. Destiny's debating I thought, Shapiro? I thought I heard that. Stop. Yeah. I, I love debating Destiny. Destiny is, He's I know Rob. Right? Huh? Can you ask him? Destiny? Yeah. Yeah, I can I can reach out to him and see. Uh, it's been a while since I've had him on the show. Destiny is is more reasonable. He he mirrors the energy of the people that he's debating. Uh, the times I've had him on the show, uh, it's been it's been cordial. You know, we disagree on some things. But uh, to see Destiny go at it with Shapiro, that regardless of where you stand, that should be a very interesting debate. Yeah. Uh, just for the simple fact of these are two educated people. And Destiny, again, I don't agree with a lot of what he has to say. But this dude does, you know, he at least rationalizes. And you can see where he's coming from. It's like, you know. A lot of debaters out there, like your uh, Hassan Pikers and morons like that, they're just very um, egocentric, driven by that, and then very emotional in their debates, and they don't really rationalize too much. So with Destiny, I don't really see that too often. Rob Noor is not a big fan of Destiny, but Rob loves going at it with Destiny. It's a lot of fun. Also, don't forget Thursdays and Fridays over on Twitter at John Burke 39 uh, Rob Noor and I at 10 a.m. CST, Thursdays and Fridays are having open debates on Twitter spaces. So you can come join in, you can listen, you can discuss, you can debate, doesn't matter who you are. We welcome everybody. And that's only on Twitter, formerly known as X or X formerly, it's something stuck. Why, why did Elon do this? It's not, it's Twitter. It's Twitter. I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I didn't understand the point in doing that. But then again, I'm not a multi-billion dollar business owner. So maybe one day, God forbid. Yes. Or not God willing, how about that? That being said, hey, happy Halloween at shellshockcbd.com. Guess what? 31% off today and today only of our Halloween special, Booberry Bomb Drops. Now you're asking yourself, John, is it real? And I have to say, no, they're fake. But as far as the CBD goes, yes, it is 100% real, folks. Now what does CBD do? What it does not do is cure cancer. What it does not do is lower your mortgage rates, uh, you know, increase your gas, but it doesn't do that. This is not your, your mom's store-bought gas station CBD. This is high-quality, premium, uncut, Colombian Bam Bam CBD. You can snort it. You can smoke it. That's not true. I'm completely lying. <laughs> One dropper under the tongue for roughly a minute, and that's all you got to do. Folks, within 15 minutes, you're going to feel yourself calm down. You're going to feel yourself calm down and relax. Is it going to get you high? No. It does not get you high, but we do have products for that. That is Delta 8. That's our Halo gummies. Our Halo gummies are just wonderful. We've had just such massive success with that. Very affordable. A bag for $50 is going to last you a month. Now, all my pot smokers out there, matter of fact, the uh, the guys that move me, um, they come into the house, really, really nice, crew of three, and they're just like, they come in the house reeking of weed, like just smelling of it. And I pull one and says, hey, bro, just be honest with me. I said, you, been, you smoked before? He's like, yeah, yeah, man, I did. It's like, okay, here's the deal. Um, I got something better for you. He's like, what? So I hooked him up some Delta 8 samples. Like, you number one. cocaine? You ever had uh, methamphetamines? <laughs> <laughs> I need you to get this shit moved faster. <laughs> here's a crack pipe. We got two hours, bro. We got to go. I got things to do. No, and I says, like, here's some Delta 8. Number one, it's cheaper. It's going to get you just as high, if not higher. And also, it doesn't reek. It doesn't smell all over. It's just an edible. Very simple. Take half a gummy. And so they took some samples from me, and they're like, oh, bro, this is like, yeah. They were really appreciative of it. So it was, it was pretty cool. So hopefully I converted some. We'll see. But anyway, shellshockcbd.com, 31% off today and today only with the Booberry Blom, Blom Drop. No code is necessary. No code necessary. Go check it out. If you've never tried CBD, now is the time. Take a shot at it. Give us the opportunity to earn your business. And here's the beautiful part about this, folks. As you know... Called the shell shock guarantee. It's shockingly scary. 
I'll see myself out. <laughs> 100% money back guarantee. You heard me, folks. I'll say that again this time slower. 100. I'm not, I ain't got patience for that. 100% money back guarantee. So if you order this and it does not calm you the hell down, I will refund your money. So you mothers out there that are stressed out from those little brat and cum trophies you got running around screaming at the, the sky, this will help you out. Hell, give it to some of them. They'll be fine. <laughs> We have had questions about that. People say, can I give it to my kids? I would suggest not, but is it going to kill them? No. Is it going to hurt them? No. Just be careful with it. Don't give them too much. Well, I'm not a doctor, by the way, but still, uh, we've had we've had a lot of people taking our CBD. It's wonderful for anxiety. It's wonderful for, uh, excuse me, pain management. You can check this stuff out again. That is shellshockcbd.com and check it out at the Booberry Bomb Drops. When you go to the website, it's literally on the banner at the top. Click that. There you go. What are you waiting for? You want to support a great company? We're a great company. We're patriots. We love this country. We even love the Jews that we're going to talk about today because people are just apparently so afraid of the Jews now. They're so scary. They're so scary. Big Jews. A lot of Jewish people out there. All right, let's get into the news, folks. Uh, We all knew this. This was nothing new. Zelensky advisor admits government officials stealing like no tomorrow as Biden pushes for billions more to Ukraine. And it was then that the entire world said, what? Come on. Told you so. No oversight. And people say, oh, there's oversight. There is no oversight. Zero. You can't track anything. It's, this, it's the equivalent to giving a homeless dude money or food. They're going to use the food yeah. to eat. They're going to use the money for drugs. Come on. Come on. If you, if you live in Dallas, if you live in a blue hellhole, you know this to be true. Matter of fact, how many times do you go to like a homeless person and you offer them something of substance besides money and they're just going, how dare you try and be charitable? That's what they do. That's why you don't give them money because they're going to spend it on drugs. I know, we went downtown. Unless they're just, fat, then they might spend it on Krispy Kreme. Who knows? Last week, that homeless guy on the side, like, I didn't have any change with him. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Nobody carries yeah, it he anymore. He acted like I was a grocery store. Then he was getting upset that I didn't roll my window and talk to him. I'm like, Ugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one that was pointing at me sneezing. That yeah. guy, was he was on something. I mean, you just clearly tell. Just, they're out of it. I'm but like, does it look like I have produce in the back? <laughs> yeah, let me pop the truck. Store, we can check out the fruits light. and veggies aisle back there. Absolutely. I don't know, man. I, it's the audacity of them to sit there and get upset with you that you're not going to be charitable to them that are literally on a street corner. I can't tell you how many times I would sit there and see like a convenience store right across the street with a we're hiring sign. It's like, here's the deal. Uh, drop 50 bucks, go get a nice pair of jeans, something, you know, just something like a set of Levi's, nice clean shirt, and go in there and apply for a job and start working. I, albeit it's not going to be the greatest money in the world, but you're not making any money, but yeah. truth be told, they're probably making more money getting donations and crap like that than they would holding a real job. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking anonymously to Time magazine, what is alleged to be a top presidential advisor to Zelensky said the Ukrainian government's efforts to stamp out corruption have proven fruitless, given that they were implemented too late and have any impact to have any impact, including the firing of Minister of Defense Alexei Reznikov. Now, you got to remember, folks, uh, Ukraine was also labeled one of the most corrupted countries in the world, not just in Europe, in the world. This is Ukraine. This is before the Ukrainian war kicked off. So it shouldn't come as any shock or surprise to people going out there and saying, what, Ukraine is on the take? You don't say. Now, you, I, I do have to cause for, or pause for reference to Afghanistan. Now, remember the Afghanistan president. What happened to him? When Afghanistan fell, that dude took as much money as he could in a Blackhawk and dd out of there, pop smoke like a ninja ball. That's all they're doing. They're, they were expecting Russia to go in there and decimate them. So what are they going to do? Take as much money and run. Run as fast and as far as they can. 
This is what they do, folks. But Ukraine has been known for being massively corrupt. And that's why Joe Biden and Hunter Biden have dealings with them. Do you think more politicians? I don't think. Now. I'm not paid to think. I'm, back, I'm not paid at all. Are taking money that we're sending over there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I do too. They know it's about to dry up. They know American favoritism is very is waning right now. I mean, hundreds so of billions of dollars mm-hmm. sent over there. Yeah. I got to imagine that these poli- like our politicians mm-hmm. are going to be about $100 million richer. Wouldn't doubt it. Each. Wouldn't doubt it. They'll funnel it over there and somehow Zelensky will get it back yeah. to him with some kind of kickback program with a shell company. or I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? There's multiple different ways of like trying to skin that fiscal cat, but... It's not shocking at this point. It's really not. And so, you know, again, when I said, when I referenced when Congress, when uh, Mike Johnson gets up there and talks about money to Israel, both sides of the House stood up. It's like, bro, they're basically saying we are going to take your money, increase taxes, and send it abroad to people that just really don't give a damn about you. And it's like, I just feel like we're, we're, we are so beyond this, you know, and that's what I, I said that we needed America first candidate, America first president. Now more than ever, now more than ever, do we need this to keep money here at home, fix the leaks that we've got going on our inflation? It's man. Somebody said it's like 9% right now, as far as uh, mortgage rates, the, the fed's supposed to spike it again. Yeah. I don't know if they did already or not. Well, I think the, like the government just borrowed another mm-hmm. what trillion dollars from <laughs> the fed borrowing it to send it overseas. Yeah. Like th- these are the people that like, if it was you and me, man, if, if this was shell shock CBD and we are doing this, we would go bankrupt. Oh, we yeah. would go bankrupt. And we would lose our positions and probably never be CEOs again because clearly we cannot handle it versus our elected representatives are wonderful at spending our money. Now, I wonder if they had like their some of their money like invested in that. It's like, okay, here's the deal. If you want to send money in foreign aid or maybe, you know, earmarked loans, whatever you want to call it, uh, then, yeah, you're going to have to foot 50 percent of that as Congress. It's like you all make at minimum 175K a year. So let's start passing the freaking little collection plate. Pony up, pony up. I think that'd be, uh, I don't know, I think that'd be fair. I mean, it's probably not. <laughs> it's probably not practical, but still, it sounds good. It makes me feel good on the inside. What's Crenshaw stand? Have you heard anything out of him? As far as what? Uh, sending money over to Israel. Uh, over to I would think he'd be for it. Yeah. Uh, Crenshaw has a very strong foreign political, uh, foreign policy stance. He wanted to keep troops in the Middle East, uh, mainly to keep an ear to the ground on what's going on over there, which I understand. But all you're doing is you're baiting the enemy into attacking those positions where American forces are stationed, like in Iraq already. Matter of fact, we had 32 American injuries from attacks on uh, bases that Americans currently reside in in Iraq and uh, Syria. So what does that mean? So President Biden literally tells Iran, knock it off. And this is from Iran. This is from Iran. Make no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Iran is fighting this proxy war with America. And Joe Biden in 2020 began buying oil from Iran. We are sponsoring terrorism. If you take one thing away from this show today, folks, it's this. In 2020, go look it up. Joe Biden started slowly increasing purchase power or purchasing of oil from Iran. What does Iran do? They are funding Hamas, Hezbollah. Months before the October 7th attack in Israel, Iran sanctioned a meeting. They trained and facilitated that operation. Iran is at the crux of all of these issues. So we are in a cold war with Iran. But nobody wants to talk about this. But Joe Biden tells him, he's like, hey, hey, man, you need to stop attacking Americans or it's going to get serious. Well, they killed him in Israel. They took him hostages. They're attacking him in Iraq and Syria at Iran's behest. So how many more have to die? How many more have to be attacked? Our president is so weak, is so incredibly weak. And the position that I feel a lot of politicians are in are a very slippery one. Because, again, we just got done with 20 years of the global war on terrorism. So, naturally, everybody is very, very hesitant, walking on eggshells when it comes to having to strike back military style. 
because we're afraid it's going to pull us into another forever war. Well, that's not always the case. We can retaliate without committing troops. We have the technology. So America right now has just been conditioned to say, no response, leave it alone. When that's not the point. The point should be, defend yourself. But we also need to pull our troops out of the Middle East. Get them out of there. You're literally just baiting the enemy. And if they take that bait, they attack. Say like they kill more Americans. Say like they attack an American base in Iraq. And then they go in there, they swarm it, and they murder them. What is America supposed to do? What, what, is, what is this administration supposed to do? Now they're pulled back into something. I'm telling you, folks, these are, these, are, these are bad positions our administration has got us in right now. Very, very bad positions. All, man, I'm telling you, all it takes, one shot. Yeah. And you've kicked off World War III. Whether it be, you know, America trying to get itself involved in these, these Middle Eastern conflicts, I'm telling you, it's just, it's not worth it. It is not worth it. Uh, speaking of, uh, anti-Semites, <laughs> it's all over the news these days. Um, you know, libs of TikTok has grown quite prominent for literally just holding up a mirror to Marxist culturalism on the left, which is just, <laughs> she is successful by just literally taking videos off of TikTok and reposting them to Twitter of the insanity that has engulfed the trans movement, the liberal, the liberal-esque ideologies out there. This is all she's done, and she's made a killing off of this. And I am by no means, I am by no means criticizing her. In fact, good job. Brilliant. Brilliantly done. Hmm, how can we do, how can we fight the left? Uh, literally just hold a mirror up to look them, let them see how stupid they are. And she's done that. But the ADL, Anti-Defamation League, quietly removes libs of TikTok founder from glossary of extremism after threat of legal action. That is slander. That is slander. The ADL, here's the problem here. I do not like the ADL. I do not like these people. These are the Jewish types, Jewish liberals, that if you criticize the state of Israel, you're an anti-Semite. That is not true. That is not true. There is a line to be drawn down the middle on that one. Uh, Shea Rachik, who created social media account Libs of TikTok, has been removed from the Anti-Defamation League's glossary of extremism after she threatened legal action. The ADL finally caved after immense pressure and threats of legal action and removed my name from their glossary of extremism, she said on X platform formerly known as Twitter. Um, the ADL's website has listed Rachik under his extremism list alongside Hamas, and now no results of her name can be found on the group's website. Can you imagine... Now, I've watched Libs of TikTok forever. I don't get any anti-Semitism for this. She's never discussed Judaism no. over there. Not Nothing at all. But the ADL would make her akin to Hamas? You, you're, you're kidding me with this. So these are the extremists that are Jews that are really hurting their cause. By going out there, I saw Candace Owens going out with Pedro on, uh, on Twitter, and Candace busted out the pregnant woman card. It's like, you're the one that woke up and wanted to come after a pregnant woman. It's like, oh, okay, here we go. And then she did the woman card. You wanted to bully a woman. It's like, what does you being a female have to do with anything? What does, what do these people criticizing the state of Israel? What does that have to do with anti-Semitism? Yeah, that sounds like you're losing an argument. Oh, she's lost. She, dude, she's been getting dragged hard, dragged hard. And deservedly so, quite frankly, deservedly so. She just had some really stupid hot takes. And I think people are starting to wake up and realize like she makes some good points here and there, but she is not nearly as intelligent as the other members of the Daily Wire. I think they made a massive mistake hiring her. I really do. Because I, I saw, I read the comments on a lot of their posts and people are like, yeah, I've unsubscribed from Daily Wire until they get rid of her. She is just, she's a black eye on there. No pun intended. Was that racist? That was a joke. Figure of speech. <sighs> I'm canceled. I will. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a racial joke, but it would be funny if it was. I'm not going to lie. What? Yeah. 
Are you offended? Good. You should be. Humor's meant to cut. Uh, it's letter in a letter reportedly sent to Ratchik's ADL. And Ratchik, ADL's chief legal officer, Stephen Scheinberg, responded to her threat of legal action. As a preliminary matter, we disagree with your assertions that the ADL has done anything defamatory or otherwise harmful to you. Our reporting and opinions are, are constitutionally protected, reflect your status as a public figure, and are accurate, Scheinberg said. Well, then why'd you remove it? You literally just said, you are an anti-Semite, but we're going to remove your name anyway. It's not harmful, but we're going to remove your name anyway. No, that is libel. That is slander. Unless you actually have legitimate proof that she is an anti-Semite. It is not like Jewish people. In fact, I th isn't she... No, she's not Jewish. But still. Candace Owens? Not Cam. What? No, right. we're talking about Rychik. Oh, sorry. The one that owns Libs of TikTok. Um, I, I just love how this, this, this lawyer, not a very good lawyer, to go out there and say, hey, you know, this is our constitutionally protected right. Uh, slander and libel are not. I mean, you can say it, don't get me wrong, but you can get sued for it. Matter of fact, consult uh, Janae Perfectly Broke. She'll tell you. Yikes. Getting sued by a million. You're going to learn real quick. Real quick. Yeah. You like that, don't you? Yeah. You're stupid. <laughs> <sighs> he added, at the same time, we are not immune to criticism of our work to take such feedback into consideration. Indeed, the glossary of extremism, <coughs> pardon me, is an evolving resource and one that we are presently reviewing in terms of brand... Why would you even have a list of anti-Semites or anti like anything? Why? What's the point in this? Because you want to shame them. Now, I get it. I understand. People should be shamed as far as like standing with Palestine, standing with terrorism. You should be ashamed of yourself because your parents failed at life and raised a moron. It's the truth. It's the truth. But to sit there and say, ah, oh, well, you know, hey, hey, guys. Hey, hey, what's the deal here? Hold on a second. That's right, folks. I make fun of everybody. It doesn't matter. Even myself. Even myself. But you say that we're constantly refining this list. Bro, it should be very evident that if you're going to put a name on this list of anti-Semites, whatever the case may be, you better be damn sure that you've got the necessary facts behind you to support said accusation. Because if you don't, they legitimately have, have every reason to sue your ass. And she should. She yeah. should. Now, I'm sorry. This does not mean that I don't like Jews, but the ADL is a liberal-run organization. These people are not good-faith arguers. Now, they do go after some as anti-Semites. I've seen it. It's like they're, they're on the target on this one. But when you are shotgun blasting an entire group of people, you're going to hit some innocents there, and you're going to get sued for it. Former U.S. Attorney in District of Columbia, Jody DiGionova, called the head of the ADL a joke in response to the situation with Ratchik. ADL has previously tried to pressure ex-CEO Elon Musk to deplatforms Ratchik's account. What are you so afraid of? I do not see, well, again, there are, they are they're liberals, but I do not see anything that she posts hindering the Jewish people of America, much less the world. I'm very curious. Or is it because you don't like that she sits there and she goes after trans people? Why? Because they're idiots. They're just, quite frankly, they're morons. Attention seekers. Attention seekers. I watched this one thing uh, Matt Walsh posted. And it's just this dude. It, it is like the most masculine woman ever. And he's a beta guy. You can tell. But he literally has this put together montage of every restaurant he goes to. And he sounds like me. Uh, yeah, I'd like to get uh, my, my pronouns are she, her. They, yeah, it's, uh, I'm going to sit down and have a glass of milk. It got me Janine. Place. Put my dogs up. Hey, hold on, my balls are itchy. And so it's it's an entire montage of this guy getting offended at waiters that you can hear in their voice. You don't see them that they are 
genuinely, mistakenly, I'm not going to say misgendering, gendering him accordingly. He's right. a dude. Yeah. You have testicles, very small ones, but still, you're a dude. And he literally, it's like, it's like a knife to the heart when they misgender me. It's, it's she, her. She, I, I'm just going to go now. Bye. And he goes to multiple restaurants. And he just, he makes a big deal about it. Here's the deal. I'm watching that right now. It's Are you like, watching yeah, it? Oh, this guy's, this guy's a nut job. But, you know, lipstick, looks like a dude. Yeah. Doesn't even make an attempt to look feminine. He, he, he thinks you, that looking like a woman is literally putting on a wig, putting on some lipstick, and wearing a crop top. Good luck. That, that's, it's ma'am. <laughs> ah, you deserved to be made fun of at this point. I'm sorry, yeah, trans people, you're so. wackos. You're wackos. I don't want to normalize you. I don't want to associate with you. I'm what sorry. What would you do if somebody came up to you and started to uh, give you shit about misgendering them? I'd laugh at them. Like, and then start uh, making jokes about them. Cra- you're the one wearing women's clothes. Yeah. You're the fruitcake, not yeah. me, bro. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Fruitcake. Yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. Sometimes I feel like a unicorn or maybe a chicken. Call me Sir Clucks a lot. Buck, buck, buck. You fruitcake. <laughs> you just got to laugh, folks. You got to laugh. What else are you going to do? You're going to cry. Oh, my gosh. Now, the reason I brought these articles up, though, is because I do feel like a lot of people are conflating anti-Semitism with criticisms of Israel. Here's another one. One that really blew up in their face. This is from AIPAC APAC. Um, this is a hashtag stand with Israel account. Now, this is where they really screwed up and did a disservice to their movement. If you go on their page, it's to further a cause of Israeli-American relations. So they tweeted out and they said, I quote, instead of standing with Israel, and they tag these people, Representative Thomas Massey voted with AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan, Jamal Bowman, and Summer for PA. Massey and the squad opposed supporting Israel and opposed condemning Hamas. This is House Resolution 771. Okay. Thomas Massey goes in there. And again, this is why these larger accounts are ran by idiots. They're morons. Thomas Massey goes in there with guns ablaze. And I just started blasting. Pew, 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 pew. And he goes in there and he says, instead of distorting my intent, why not post the reason I gave for voting against HRES 771? He says, I condemn the barbaric attack on Israel and I affirm Israel's right to defend itself. However, I will not be voting for House Resolution 771 today because, number one, it calls for sanctions on a sovereign country. Sanctions are a prelude to war and hurt the citizens of the country more than the government of the country that's being sanctioned. And ultimately, sanctions create laws that will be used to prosecute American citizens who engage in trade, not citizens of the sanctioned country. In short, sanctions do not achieve their stated purposes, but do breed resentment for our country abroad. Number two. It asserts the necessity of foreign aid commitments, which I have voted against. Our country is going bankrupt and we can't afford to borrow money to send overseas. Yet this resolution states that we should. Numero three. It contains an open-ended promise of military support that is so broad it could be interpreted to commit U.S. soldiers to the conflict. U.S. troops should not be engaged in this conflict. Number four, it tends to broaden the conflict to other countries when it would be better to keep the war contained geographically. And he said, here's a link to the text of the resolution, which contains some statements I do support and some statements I cannot support. He literally just went in there and bitch slapped them back into the Stone Age. How dare you? How dare you try and associate Representative Thomas Massey with the likes of Rashida Tlaib and the rest of them? You've got to be smoking crack. So, AIPAC, AIPAC, whatever your name is, 
you are doing more disservice to your cause. You are hurting your cause more than anything. You're more of a hindrance. What you should do is delete your account. Delete your account. I'm not sure what your goal is here, but to attack one of the most prominent libertarians that's actually a libertarian and literally voted no for the right reason. But folks, just push pause on this real quick now. What you've just seen makes sense, right? We can all agree that Tommy's, Thomas, Tommy's, Tommy's principles here stand the test of common sense, right? Makes perfect sense to me. He did the right thing. This is what the left and right do, though. These are how the bills, these omnibus bills are structured. I throw some of what I want in there, and you throw some of what you want in there. Then I'll add something, you add something. Ultimately, we're trying to get what we want. When in reality, there's so much pork in this bad boy, it loses all recognition of what it was originally sponsored to do. That's what these bills do. We need single-issue bills in Congress. The omnibus bills need to go away. I understand, and people are going to say, well, John, you're not going to get much done if it's just single-issue bills. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, when they were, I, I'm not a fan of Jim Jordan. I don't hate the guy. But it's like, you know, Jim Jordan has a lack of getting anything passed in Congress. Is that a bad thing? How many more laws do we need? How much stuff do we need on the books basically restricting your rights? What is the limit? Exactly. Like, well, what's a good number exactly. for this? What's a good number? What's a good number? Like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Jim over there has got at least 20 bills passed, uh, you know, restricting gun rights. So you need to step up those numbers, big guy. I'm not sure. Now, of course, I understand the need. As technology evolves, as things occur, I understand that Congress does have to convene to go after certain things, but I am, I am just so tired of it. I am so, we need a much smaller Congress. It's, and again, these single issue bills, if it stalls on the floor and nothing gets done, I'm okay with that. I would love to see Rand Paul's thing get uh, pushed through for auditing the Fed. Oh my God. Well, I mean, they have been audited. They fail every audit, don't they? Uh, no, or they've is, never been audited. That was, wait, what is it problem. that they fail? I thought it was something along the lines of... Uh, not, Us, okay, the people? No, 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 no. There's an actual federal program that does a similar thing. I thought it was auditing them, but uh, clearly not. But uh, they fail it every year, and they just they don't care. His dad ran on it, Ron, um, auditing the Ron Fed. Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, God. Yeah. Auditing the Fed means you're going to have to open up the closet and see where right. the skeletons are buried. Nobody wants to do that. Where all the money's going. That's uh, Kennedy's dead hooker over there. Uh, that is... <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. It's it is what it is. But how we doing, folks? I mean, we got almost 800 people watching us on Rumble. Thank you for being here. If you haven't done so, hit that like, hit the follow, and then retweet or share the show. We greatly appreciate that. Oh my God, let's move on. All right, church and state. The one thing that you will get from this show, the one thing that you will get from me specifically, is I will remain consistent in my beliefs, or at least do the damnedest of my ability to remain consistent. Now, for the longest time, you've heard me preach against the idea of, or for the separation of church and state. Mike Johnson, yesterday we talked about on the show, by Jen Psaki, failed uh, press secretary and now failed MSNBC host, who is just the most cringe thing. It's like watching a just ignorant version of Peppermint Patty, going after Mike Johnson for saying that the Bible shapes his, his viewpoints, his worldview. I don't see anything wrong with that. We discussed that before. I mean, that's that. Okay. At least you have principles. I can respect that better than Islam, but she won't say that about Islam though. Mark my words. But now here's where we go the opposite direction. Just in the news, uh, Mike Johnson, house speaker says teaching evolution is government abuse. New house speaker, Mike Johnson praises creationist museum claims it guides people to the truth. Now, before you get your boxers in a twist, I do believe in God. 
I do believe in creationism, but I also believe that science and religion go hand in hand. I do not believe in a Big Bang theory. I think for the idea of, I think that the human mind cannot comprehend God. It's impossible. It is impossible. But to tell me that something, if, if, if before we can all agree, something cannot come into existence without first being created, right? We have to create electrons, neutrons, how these things are created. But if in the beginning, there was literally nothing, nothing existed, then how was God created? How did the Big Bang happen? Now, I'm pretty sure there's some scientists out there that could probably run me into the ground on this one, but the basic understanding of if there is nothing in existence, how does something come from nothing? It physically can't. It physically cannot. But... I'm probably wrong on this because I know scientists look, well, you know, when you got these little atoms and they, they explode, and they, okay, fair enough. But in my, my basic understanding is that God is eternal, omnipotent, omniscient. He knows all and he knows the future. Fair enough, right? But there are those that do not believe in creationism. They do believe in the Big Bang Theory. They believe in other versions of how we came into existence. So then it brings into question, what should schools be teaching? And this is where it gets a little slippery. If you're going to teach creationism, then you should be teaching evolution. You can't have it one way. You cannot force a religious viewpoint on the citizens of this country. I disagree with that. Or... You skip the subject altogether. Because quite honestly, I know people are not going to like me saying this. Did the beginning of the world and how it was formed have any relevance on how you've lived your life or your job? No. No. Okay, fair enough. How about we skip that subject and leave it alone? I think that's fair. Unless you go to a private school, then by all means, go to town. But if it's a taxpayer-funded school that receives money from our federal budget, your money, I did. Because here's the deal. If Christians are okay with creationism and say, like, let's just say the Muslims or the Mormons have a different viewpoint, why are we teaching their version? What makes Christians special on this one? Uh, we're right. <laughs> well, I am not saying we're not. I do believe that. I don't believe in having our viewpoints forced on other people, though. And I do when it comes to academia, religious topics should not be covered. That's at yeah, home. I, I That's agree. at the church. That is not for schools to be teaching. That's my opinion on that one. That's why I say, I don't think we should have prayer in school. You can pray in school, but I don't think there should be any formal recognition of it. Why? Because if you're going to play to Jesus, you're going to pray to Jesus, you better be praying to Allah and uh, I don't know what other people pray to. It's weird stuff. Evil Ninny spaghetti monster. The ninny of the nani. That sounds like a religion I'd be very interested in learning. The ninny of the nani. I say the ninny of the nani. Yeah. But still. So Mike Johnson saying that it's government abuse. Um... I'm not going to say it is, and I'm not going to say it isn't, but I just feel like there should be nothing, like, leave it alone. Like, you know, a very brief, it's like, look, some religions teach that, you know, their creator created the heavens and earth, and this is how the earth was formed. Scientists disagree, and they say the Big Bang Theory, and that's all you got to know. That's all you got to do. Put out the different versions, the all-encompassing religious or theological one, and then the scientific one. Now, the other question is, do I believe in evolution? I do. I do believe in evolution. I think science and religion go hand in hand. You know, we can talk about how God heals and mends the bone through his creationism, how the whole the cells and structures work, but it takes a doctor to set it. So I think we can go hand in hand with some of these things. These things. That's just my stance on this. But that's also why I don't like having religious views forced on other people, specifically kids. Don't agree with it. But Mike Johnson says government abuse. I don't necessarily know if I would agree with that. 
But we got to be careful, though. I am not knocking his religious beliefs. That's not what I'm doing here. But it does concern me when it starts to go too far the opposite direction. You have every right to take a knee on the House floor and pray with your brothers and sisters. I agree with this. Uh, I think it's perfectly fine. But when you get up behind that podium and you start wanting to push legislation that is, you know, religious founded, then we got a problem. Because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So automatically think, folks, moving forward, automatically think if somebody gets up there and starts pushing Christian legislation, I'm not saying they're doing it, I'm saying if they ever tried, would you be okay with Muslims doing the same thing? And if your answer is just inherently no, well, there's your answer. I think that's a fair assessment across the board. But then again, I'm kind of retarded. So who knows? Who knows? But, uh, oh man, the French, the French of all people. French police shoot fully veiled woman shouting Allah Akbar on the subway. Sounds like she had it coming. <laughs> what? <laughs> Saying Allah Akbar does not a criminal make. I mean, it may. I'll, I'll be honest, though. If I'm on the subway and I hear Allah Akbar, say, oh, shit, here we go. Don't even, uh, folks, you can sit there and listen to this podcast. Every single one of you pearl clutching types out there's like, oh my God, that's so racist. Do not tell me if you are on a plane and some Middle Eastern person starts saying Allah Akbar, you're you thinking shit your pants there's a, a boom to follow. Don't even sit there and pretend, oh, John, that's Islamophobic. No, it's not. That is a cultural condition that your people have created and set through multiple examples of this. Don't sit there and like come at me sideways because it's like, hey, man, don't. Maybe stop blowing stuff up. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? I mean, I, I, we could all agree. If the Muslims would stop blowing themselves up, it'd be wonderful. What, what a wonderful world. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, ain't I a stinker? Yeah, it, I don't know. Does Islam sound like it's really better for men than it is for women? Oh, absolutely. That's why I love that progressives love I, saying, uh, they, don't be Islamophobic. Islamophobic is insanely misogynistic, if not the worst religion. Like, they really nailed it on the uh, marketing, I think. Oh, Just bro, at they? the very beginning, a thousand virgins. I, a friend of that's mine, man, that's a lot of women up there. That's like, a lot of women. Yeah. Like, uh, how does that work? Beats the hell out that's, of me. Who has the energy for that? Talking about like having five wives? Are you kidding me? Five like wives, most dudes are like, oh, that's that awesome. Day. No, it's not. That's like five lists of honey dudes. It's like, I ain't got time for this crap. I'm going with one woman. I'm kidding. No, I'm really not. I would never want to be married to five women. Absolutely not. But I saw this video today. It was from a, uh, a Muslim scholar. And I am by no means a scholar of any theology to include Christianity. I am not. But... It was very interesting because this guy sits there and he says, you know, he's sitting in his chair in his little fake grassy area and he's got his little uh, turban stuff on. Not turban, it's the uh, uh, schmag. Uh, not schmag, the, uh, it's the head wrap, whatever. Uh, which are, by the way, very comfortable. Bandana. Ban it wasn't a bandana. Uh, very comfortable. But he goes out there and he starts talking about, in paradise, there will be no mucus, no excrement, nothing. There will be no pain of childbirth. Every man will have many women's and men will have the strength of a hundred men. And women will sing praise to him. And I'm like, okay, push pause on that there. Uh, okay, I'm listening. Push praise on there, Akbar. Uh, one second. If it's paradise and there is no pain that exists, then name me the purpose of strength. Because the pursuit of strength is to prevent loss, which loss is associated with pain. So I don't understand your, your, your logic here. What need have you of strength in paradise? In Christianity, we talk about that in paradise, streets are paved with gold, all this other stuff, but you'll feel no pain. There'll be no hunger. Everything will be there for you. So I'm not saying that we're all weak, but I'm saying what is the point of weak versus strong in paradise when there is no war, there is no violence? There's no need for it. You just exist in a happy state. 
So when this Muslim guy gets up there, he's like, yeah, you have the strength of a hundred men. It's like, then that must not be paradise because there's clearly a reasoning that you have that strength for, which is in opposition to something. Therefore, it's not paradise. There's no peace. So therefore, Islam, they probably think they're fighting the afterlife too. We're blowing each other. Then we're going to go to the next heaven. We're going to blow ourselves up go to the next heaven. It's like, I don't know. I get, I get going sometimes. I just heard that. I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And then also, again, every man will have very large ding dong. <laughs> very large. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> you sound like Barhead over there. <laughs> it's very nice. We have very nice a penis. Very long. Oh my gosh. And then I saw this video retweet. I retweeted it. And I, I think people need to know the truth of the Middle East. Look, this is not a show. Do not comment to my comments. Do not listen to the show. Don't download this podcast thinking that you're going to get somebody that goes by, you know, this idea of Islam is such a wonderful. No, Islam sucks. It sucks. It's not a good religion. I can, I can tell you firsthand accounts of how where Islam was created and how it's practiced at its core, women are treated worse than dogs. I've seen it firsthand, but I retweeted this video. This is how twisted some of their logic is. In this, the year of our Lord, or maybe not the Lord, I don't know what this is now, the year of the devil, 2023, people still don't understand the fundamentals of Islam. So this video gets tweeted, and it's this guy in a mosque in the back room. And one of his followers, another man with a beard, is the guy is sitting down on the floor surrounded by pillows, and his follower is literally riding him, his dick, giving his butt so he doesn't commit a sin by having sex with a woman, right? And they videotape this. Why? I have no idea. Maybe the Muslims are getting into the whole OnlyFans thing. We'll call it Only Bombs. I don't know. It's the truth. Why they're doing this, I have no idea. But it clearly shows the two having anal sex. The imam finishes. The guy wipes off and they go to town. They go away. It's like, that's what they do. So people there in the comments like, oh my God. It's like, okay, you think I'm going to tell you a joke right now? I'm not. You should see what they do to their farm animals. I've seen it firsthand. I'm not playing. I am not playing. Oh, John, you're just hate, you hate Muslims. Well, that's true. Yes. In the Middle East, I kind of do. Absolutely. The crazy ones that blow themselves up and stuff. Yes, they do have sex with animals over there. They do. Any veteran that has been over there that has seen the raid cams at night, we've seen firsthand. I saw a dude banging a goat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the sound uh, goats yeah. make. <laughs> what, what's a goat? Similar to sheep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong hole. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding, folks. I'm not kidding on this. It's truth. It's truth. You can hate me all you want. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Now, does that mean that they all do that? No. But it is very prominent in their culture in the Middle East. I'm such... Yeah, you know, this is not something I wake up and say, I'm going to tell the world about them banging goats. This is my favorite goat, Nancy. <laughs> this is my bottom goat. <laughs> Great. I don't care Great if you're family. offended. Good. Be offended. I don't give a shit. All right. Let's keep going. Anyway, uh, back to the woman that gets shot that for yelling. I'm, I'm hoping that's not the only reason they shot her. I mean, it is the French. I'm surprised they shot anything. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I didn't right? know they had guns. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, sit like, down and have a crème brûlée and uh, discuss sense, this uh, uh, religious fundamentalism between us. We can uh, hammer this out like with true peacefulness. Look out. She's got a gun. <laughs> she's got a bomb. 
A woman is in critical condition after police opened fire and an individual allegedly threatening people on a public transport, including crying Allah Akbar and making statements advocating terrorism. Police responded to an alert at a central Paris metro station on Tuesday morning as a woman who was threatening to trigger an explosion. Oh, there you go. Never mind. <laughs> Weapons free, baby. Take her out. Yeah. Tango down. Tango down. Go for it. Turn her into Swiss cheese saying, I have a bomb. And I'm going to blow it up. Uh, that's grounds for me putting a pew in you. Absolutely. You've made a threat to the public. So she did have it coming. I was, I was right. Yeah, you did. Police, uh, excuse me. Okay. The heavy clothed woman described as fully veiled in an abaya, abaya, by French newspaper Le Figaro. Le Figaro, 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 Figaro. Refused to show her hands when commanded by police and was shot eight times by two police officers and several warnings were after several warnings were ignored. The suspect is in hospital receiving care under police custody and is described as being in critical condition. You shot her eight times and she's not dead? Even the French can't get it right when you shoot some. A good grief. Eight times and you didn't kill her? Good Lord. I just... <laughs> what? How do you shoot someone eight? What did you shoot her with? Spitballs? Terrible aim. Hey, Jacques, get the BB gun. These beaches going down. <laughs> you keep seeing him like walking closer. <laughs> it's like Nerf gun. Yeah, the guy, uh, this time she is out. Uh, keeps <laughs> me like, I'm, I'm just, come on, man. Come on. Eight times and you did. Oh, man. La Parisienne reports the individual threatened to set off an explosive, stated an attack was going to take place, and made death threats against fellow passengers, while also shouting Allah Akbar. The newspaper notes the suspect is now known to have already made threats against French soldiers deployed to guard French streets, schools, and places of worship, part of the government's operational sentinel in the past. No explosives were discovered at the scene. Oh, color me shocked. She doesn't care. I mean, you make the threat. I mean... <laughs> Uh, the shooting underlines the federal situation in many European cities in the wake of the Hamas terror attacks in Israel, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. There is a spate of attacks and threats in Europe immediately after the Hamas attacks, including in France, with a teacher killed in an Allah Akbar attacks days later. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? I know. You know, it's a good idea. Let's go on a public transit and start screaming Allah Akbar and threatening to blow it up. That's going to go over like a fart in church. It's like a great job. Great job. You're an idiot. But then again, I, again, this is Muslim. I think, I think people are finally getting a, a small taste of how bad Muslim extremism is. Because after 9-11, it kind of piped down. It was, it was squished and quelled by all the people saying like, don't be Islamophobic. Yeah, well, they're such a good. No, they're not. It's not a good religion. It's not. Well, John, if you think Islam is a great religion, go study it. See, what, see how they treat women. If you're a man, it's oh, it's, it's wonderful. Absolutely, wonderful. It sounds fantastic. But all these purple-haired nut jobs out there dancing. I just tweeted one yesterday of this dude. Oh man, he's gayer nades. This guy's like dancing provocatively, takes his clothes off, and he's draped in a Palestinian flag. And they're dancing to "Zombie" by the Cranberries, and they're all like, uh, "He's in high heels. He looks like just a basket case." And then you got a woman next to him, unattractive, white liberal, and she's sitting there doing like these provocative "Zombie," zombie and she's holding his goat. <laughs> oh no, they weren't Middle Eastern, so. They're doing this, advocating for Palestine, and I'm just like, you both would be put to death over there. That gay dude would be launched. I mean, you couldn't build buildings high enough to throw your ass off of, and that woman would be stoned or she'd be executed for being exposed in public. Women, no. In public, you don't talk. You don't look at other men. Sheila, my girlfriend, she went to Iran. Her, her, her family fled Iran. Um, 
And she says, I remember being over there. I would have to look down at the ground. If I would make contact with a man, you know, I get smacked. Not because I was making, because what they could do to me if I was making eye contact. It's kind of like a, women are the ones that can seduce people. So you have to keep your eyes down. Don't be, uh, don't be, don't be acting like a man. You got to be a woman, like, and very reserved, very insanely modest. So all these progressives, like, oh, Islam's so great. <laughs> oh man, they treat you, I mean, just, I, I kind of wish, like, you know what? I just got, I just got an idea. I just got an idea. We're starting to go fund me for this. We are. We are going to start a reality television show, okay? And on that show, you're going to have, we'll say three contestants, all Muslim men, and each one of them are going to have, the contestants are going to be their wives. And we're going to see who with these Western, and they're all going to be Western women. All of them are going to be liberals. We're going to see who can tolerate it the longest for a cash prize of a goat. That's it. That's all you get, a goat. How about that? Nah, we'll make it like a million dollars. Who... <laughs> my producer just doing 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 producing producing things over there that's great that's great but i'm serious though how awesome I mean, would you want, want would you want to watch this imagine one of these liberal women mouthing off their husband their husband just reach back and smacking the crap out of him it's like oh my equality gone gone then they'd be like you know what Maybe Islam isn't so great. And then all their gay friends and all the nut jobs would start turning on them too and just be like, you know, oh, well, I think you're just a hit. You're an Islamophobe now. It's like, no, he knocked my teeth out. He doesn't like women, especially lesbians. We'll call it uh, um, the many housewives of Dallas. <laughs> the many housewives of Dallas. <laughs> Jessica, come on down. You just earned yourself a month in the gulag. Not the gulag, whatever you call it. Cleaning out the barn. Oh, by the way, did you know that women do the field work? Yeah, women do the field work. They're out there harvesting, planting. It's the women. You're, you're a slave. You're a slave that is used for reproduction and other things. That's it. <clears throat> do I come off like a Muslim hater? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit? I mean, justified, though, I would think. I don't hate all Muslims. Like I said, the extremists. As with any religion, we have Christian extremists as well. Oh, uh, speaking of methadone, <laughs> that's just a great way to intro every subject. Speaking of anal sex, now, speaking of uh, methadone, um, Blue City's methadone mile to be dismantled after progressive mayor makes order. Starting November 1st, tents will be removed and heavy police presence added to Boston's methadone mile. I didn't even know this was a thing. Did you know that there was a methadone mile in Boston? No idea. I just thought it was a liberal city, and they all have that. Yeah, same here. I, I thought it was <laughs> methadone mile. Yeah. You mean downtown Los I Angeles? Talking about like San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. I was like, what's the difference? It's all the same. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy responds to Massachusetts governor's apparent migrant flip flop. Vivek flip flops more than anybody I've ever seen. A new rule enacted by Boston's Democrat mayor will go into effect November first, giving police authority to dismantle a homeless tent city in a neighborhood in Boston that has been used to shield drug use and other crimes. The corner of Melanina Cass Boulevard and Massachusetts Avenue and south part of Boston, known as Methadone Mile, has for years been occupied by tents and tarp covers and tragically dwelled by people struggling with substance addiction. Uh, the area has been riddled with crime, prompting Mayor Mitchell Wu to begin the process of dissolving the tent encampment process, uh, and it will start November 1st, which is tomorrow. Happy Halloween! Get out! A report in the Boston Herald said the residents of the tent city have not been or have been notified of the new rule in several languages. 
Any newcomers to the camp will be met with a coordinated team of social workers. <laughs> social work. Is that still a thing? <coughs> do, we, do we still have social workers? I get, apparently. Athena's back there sniffing for something. She smells something. Place to lay, I guess. Boop. Down she goes. Spoiled rotten. A report the Boston Herald said the residents tend to say, no, okay, uh, any newcomers to Canada met with coordinated of a team of social workers and law enforcement who informed them that, that no new tents will be allowed. There is no magic wand in a very complex, long-standing challenge that cities around the country are facing with the opioid crisis, homelessness, mental health. But we know that in Boston, we have a very good sense of not only who is it that needs services, but also how the most effectively connected people with those services. Wu told local outlet WCVB. According to the Herald, the problem, which Wu inherited from uh, Major Marty Walsh before he was called up to serve in the Biden administration, oh, color me shocked on that one, persisted despite her efforts to connect between the people between 80 to 90, or excuse me, to connect the, between the 80 to 90 people on any given day of social, to social so there's like over 100 people on this, this mile? Wow. That number was uh, decreased from roughly 200 per day, according to reports. Wu's plan to solve the problem is three-pronged, starting with allowing police to remove tents and tarps in the first step, followed by connecting them with housing and other services. So essentially putting another weighing on the taxpayers because they're going to put them in these public housing areas, okay? And your money's going to that because they wanted to do drugs. They wanted to stick the needle in their arm. They want to do all this stuff. So now you, the taxpayer, you got to fit the bill. Doesn't it seem like this is a reoccurrence? You got to pay for somebody else's health care. You got to pay for somebody else's retirement. You got to pay for somebody else because they're a drug dealer or a drug head or an addict. Why is it that those of us that are trying our best to walk the straight and narrow, do the right thing, just live our lives in peace, why do we get fiscally penalized for other people that can't? No, I'm not trying to sit there and downplay addiction. I'm not trying. I know that's got to be a very, very difficult situation. Matter of fact, we hate to admit this on the air. I started chewing again. I got to stop. Oh, I thought you were going to say sucking dick. Oh, dude, I never stopped that. Oh, okay. How do, you th- how do you think we make the business so successful? Welcome to Shell Shock. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ew, wow. No. No, Josh. Will you stop it? Will you stop it? We're a kid's program. Sorry. Damn it. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> again, well, we're never going to be on Fox. Um, what the hell was I talking about? I complete. I had a complete brain fart. You you went with the, the sorry. Dick yeah. Sorry. You were yeah. Yeah. you were going to talk about how you start chewing again. Oh yeah, a bag of chew, red man chew. About six months, no, a year ago was about eight bucks. You know what it is now? Sixteen dollars for a bag of chew. Jeez. Like, well, I'm quitting again. <laughs> I'm not paying that. I went into the gas station yesterday to get some, and it was twenty one dollars. And I oh looked at the God. dude, and I was like, Are you sure you didn't ring up too? He's like, No, that's how much it costs. It's like. When is like uh, it's it's expensive. It's like yeah, I'm I'm gonna pass, bro. Thank you. I went down the street and got one for like fifteen dollars, which is even still it's ridiculous. Do you remember? I don't know how much cigarettes cost um, in places like New York. I remember they were going for like something like ten dollars a pack. I think. Well, I'm not sure if it's still like that. I'm not sure if it's still like that, but it is insanely expensive. Yeah. It's like what the hell? Eleven. Man, that's insane. That is insane. You know what these people, these uh, addicts, mm-hmm. I wonder how many of them. We call them liberals. No, I'm just <laughs> I wonder how many of these liberals uh, 
got addicted to like methamphetamines from being prescribed Percocet. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. You know, after watching that oh. docu series, uh, mm-hmm. Pain Meds. Mm-hmm. So haven't you, seen it, but yeah, I could. Yeah, that's you make a very good uh, connection. These Same with are veterans. Prescribing yep. these drugs yep. to have these very know, negative side who, effects, or just you know, hardworking people who are trying yeah. to mitigate their pain, and all of a sudden now they're hooked on yeah. this methamphetamine. Oh, and, for sure. You know, it's super expensive, and then you get hooked on something cheap like heroin. You know what's sad though? It's just like the pharmaceutical companies that prescribe that kind of stuff, or the doctors at least, knowing full well the negative yeah. side effects, nothing happens to them. No. Meanwhile, your life is destroyed. You're an addict now. I, you know, because I've, I've been offered pain meds for, uh, I forget what it was, like uh, like after this surgery and stuff like that. I was like, no, I don't want pain meds. Like, yeah. I'm good. Like, I just give me something to numb it up. I'll pop Advil, ask for whatever I got to do. And the Delta 8 helps wonderfully yeah. well. Um, but no, like those those things, I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to mess with it because yeah. I hear all the horror stories. And I don't have an addictive personality um, as I sit here and talk about quit showing. But I just feel like you can't even trust your doctor anymore. Because these people yeah. are making bank off of us. They, I mean, as long as people remain sick, they continue to make money. And it's a lot of money to operate a hospital. So now it's just, it's it's to the point where they don't care. Who gives a crap? I mean, your side effects or whatever, it doesn't matter. Try cocaine. You have to be, you have to be very careful with that, folks. <clears throat> That's a good suggestion. Uh, Try cocaine, yeah. Member of the public. There you go. Delta doesn't have any negative side effects. It's not addicting. And it's amazing. It's amazing. ShellshockCBD.com. Go check us out, folks. We appreciate it. Um... You gotta love this. You just, you just gotta love it. Um, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy used thousands in taxpayer funds to party at Taylor Swift concert. Stadium events reports. Democratic New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy is asking the state Democratic Party to reimburse taxpayers after he used twelve thousand in state funds at a Taylor Swift concert and other stadium events. Murphy's expenditures, first reported by Politico, were all for food and drinks at MetLife Stadium. When confronted with the spending, Murphy's office reportedly said it was asking the state Democratic Party to pay back the state. Murphy's office said it had always expected the state party to cover the cost, but noticed it had failed to do so. The governor's office then dipped into the 95000 personal expense account set up for the office. The account is set up to pay for official receptions, official residence, and other official expenses, and cannot be used for personal purposes, according to Politico. Once it was clear that there were, you see a picture of this guy? He looks yeah. like a Swifty. Yeah. I can see that. Yep. He looks like a Taylor Swift fan. Yep. It's about right. Look at this dude. <laughs> he just makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. So let me get this straight. You're elected to a position of authority and a representation of the people, and you're out there spending their money on Taylor Swift of all things. You didn't want to spend you it did. on like a nice luxury car or whatever. You went to Taylor Swift. That's like an even bigger slap in the face. Like, seriously. Okay, hookers, blow, fair enough. Pouring up in Las Vegas, I get that. Don't agree with it. But that's like the usual. It's like, ah, you got busted with like three hookers and a one-legged dog. Who knows? You went to a Taylor Swift concert and dropped 12 grand. So what? I I guess you just got to shake it off. They're not good with money, with other people's money. They don't care. It's It's not a fact of, no, they're good with money. They're good with making money. Uh, you know, basically stealing money. They don't care about your money. Oh, they, they're wonderful with this. They will set up all these business, all, all the, uh, yeah. Look at Hunter Biden. Look at Joe Biden. 10% for that guy. These people are wonderful accountants. They know exactly what they're doing. They just don't care because they're not afraid of the people. This dude, this dude. Now, let me first ask, does this offend people? 
let me, because I'm, I'm about to make a point that all of you are going to hate me for. Does this offend you? Does this aggravate you that your tax money is taken from you in good confidence that it will be spent on things needed? And if you follow the show, you know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going with this. Does that offend you? Then explain to me how it's okay for James O'Keefe from Project Veritas to have taken donor money to drop 20000 on a Broadway production of Oklahoma that he himself starred in. Ooh, getting kind of quiet up in here. Getting kind of quiet. Mm. Mm. Real quiet. <laughs> You're not going to get partisanship on this show, folks. Wrong is wrong. Wrong is wrong. They did kick him out, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sorry. I think that guy's guilty. I think it's, there's something about yeah. that dude I do not trust. Don't get me wrong. Him and his crew, his crew primarily did a wonderful job. Amazing job. Yeah. I think he put out a lot of Absolutely. You know, uh, great stories. But it certainly felt like he was taking the Our benefit. He was taking the credit for everything. It's yeah. like, no, your team did. Your team, your team did a lot of that. And a lot of people were coming out. They were coming out saying, you know, he was a horrible boss to work for, yada, yada, yada. And I was actually reading that uh, there's, there, a lot's going to be pulled out in court because he's not done. They're like, they're, I think they're going after him. When you get donor money, when you get people that are giving you money to expose corruption and you take that money and do something stupid with it, Taylor Swift, Broadway play for 20 grand, a $12,000 Christmas party. No, absolutely not. That's not what I donate money for. Or that's not what you steal my money for because of the government. I don't know. I don't know. Report Chicago looking to. Ex- <laughs> oh my God. I got to call Andy Priscilla after this. I got to send him this article. <laughs> Man, you got to love this. You just got to love this. Here we go. A report Chicago is looking to export illegal border crossers to St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> what, what does that fix? Places adult. <laughs> we're literally taking them to one shithole and put them to another one. I, mean, I don't get this. Actually, we've been to St. Louis. St. Louis, parts of it are very beautiful. Other parts, are like, ooh, we don't belong here. Like, we are too white for this area. Let's get out of here. Yeah, there were some cool parts. Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah. Like yeah. the uh, arch. Yep, that was pretty cool. Yeah. First Form HQ was really cool. Beautiful yeah. area over there. Oh, I mean, yeah. congrats to them. Those guys are kicking ass. But still, to say that we're going to tell you, it's like, hey, instead of the cancer being in your foot, we're going to move it to your neck. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. You still have not fixed the problem. Good for Greg Abbott. Keep sending them. Keep sending them. Make it their problem. So that way, Democrat voters will get pissed off at their Democrat representatives who in turn uh, essentially put pressure on our Democrat president to close the border. I cannot preach this enough. I have said this so many times. The border must be America's number one priority. We have got to close it. And I mean down, permanently. Close it. Now, I don't mean forever. But we don't know what's coming across. Poses a major, major national security risk. That's the truth. <laughs> so we're just, so just going to take him from Chicago and send him over to St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's a sanctuary city. Any, any liberal city is a sanctuary city at this point. I mean, I kind of feel they are, but maybe that's just me. I don't know. Uh, We're going to see if this works out. An Israeli ministry in a concept paper proposes transferring Gaza civilians to Egypt Sinai. 
An Israeli government ministry has drafted a wartime proposal to transfer the Gaza Strip's 2.3 million people to Egypt's Sinai Peninsula, drawing condemnation from the Palestinians and worsening tensions with Cairo. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office played down the report compiled by the intelligence ministry as a hypothetical exercise, a concept paper. But its conclusions uh, deepened longstanding Egyptian fears that Israel wants to make Gaza into Egypt's problem and revived for Palestinians' memories of their greatest trauma, the uprooting of hundreds of thousands of people who fled or were forced from their homes during the fighting surrounding Israel's creation in 1948. We are again transferring to any place in any form, and we consider it a red line that we will not be we will not allow to be crossed. Nabil Abu Rudinhid, uh, spokesman for Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas, said of the report, "What happened in 1948 will not be allowed to happen again. A mass displacement," Rudinhid said, "would be tantamount to declaring a new war." Well, I'm sorry, you've already declared war on Israel. You've already declared war on them. You murdered 1,400 of their people. Now, I'm not saying Israel's without blood on its hands, but still. You went in there and you murdered babies. Don't you just love the hypocrisy of Palestine and Hamas? You go over there and you slaughter these people, and then you come back and you start pro. What about the innocent kids? Yeah. Okay. Sure. What about these people sporting the uh, paraglide or paratrooper yeah. patches oh, yeah. and yep. stickers? It's disgusting. It's like that's it's disgusting. They're rooting for the deaths of Jews. Those are truthful anti-Semites. It's disgusting. But here's the deal: they talk about, and you know why Egypt is offended by this? Like we don't want them. And so it's kind of like, they should be allowed to exist in your yard, but we don't want them here. <laughs> okay. If Egypt had such a problem with this, let them in. If you think Israel is truly just being such a bad state, a bad government, then let them in. Clearly, if genocide is being committed, which it's not, then let them in. Those are your people, right? Their fellow Muslims, let them in. This is the same principle that we see with these shithole liberal cities. Mayor Eric Adams, we're a sanctuary state. We start sending the Mexicans. Ah, oh, wait a minute, hold on. Wait a minute. We can't. We can't handle this. We got. We got to send them back. So then your principles are no longer rooted in you know your your uh, fairy tale life. I guess your your fairy tale viewpoint. Egypt and the Jordan, the rest of them, they're they're no different. Yeah, it's like they should be allowed to exist in Israel. Well, can you take some? Oh, hell no. We don't want them here. They're troublemakers. <laughs> Make up your mind. I'm curious on this one. Make up your mind. It's ridiculous. So far, more than 8,000 Palestinians, the vast majority of them civilians, have been killed since Israel went to war with Hamas after its October 7th attack. Aimed, um, the document is dated October 13th, six days after Hamas milled in. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. Did, did, did you know? Did you know? That after the October 7th attack by Hamas, they have still continued to rocket Israel. They never stopped. There was no ceasefire. Hamas continued to fire and kill Israelis. Now, remember, it's not just Jews that live in Israel. It's not just Jews. Hamas does not care. So explain to me this right here. Why is it that all the pacifists... All the cowards out there that are screaming, what about the innocent kids? Don't you care about the innocent kids? Why are you not instead asking why Hamas does not care about those innocent kids? Because what they are doing is using those children's as propaganda shields. Instead, you want to blame other people. You want to condemn us, but you will not condemn Hamas. Why should I care about them when Hamas doesn't? Anybody? Can anybody answer me on that one? 
because we got to be the bigger person. Well, not when you're losing countrymen's lives. Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's ridiculous. Did you see that in London? The uh, police were taking down flyers of missing children. Yeah. Oh, police were? Yeah. Oh, I know police were. Yep. Wow. Wow. What a crappy move. Um, Shocking moment. Neighborhood executes New York City dad and stepson during argument over noise. If there's anything worth dying for, folks, it's over somebody that's being a little too loud with their music. A chilling video shows the moment a crazed neighbor executed a father and a stepson in cold blood in a Brooklyn apartment hallway during an argument over noise Sunday night. The distressing footage obtained by the Post opens with a man dressed in all black pacing angrily outside his upstairs neighbor's apartment on the fourth floor of the 1418 Brooklyn Avenue in a well-known East Flatbush housing complex where stars Barbara Streisand and Michael K. Williams grew up. A woman emerges from the apartment and exchanges words with a neighbor who was identified by cops Tuesday as Jason Pass, who was 47 years old. Short time later, the woman is joined by her son, identified uh, by cops as 27-year-old Chinwai Mode. The video has no audio, so it's unknown what was said during the exchange. Moments later, Mode's stepfather, 47-year-old school bus driver, Vladmi Mathurin, marches out of the apartment, brandishing a pair of scissors and angrily confronts the neighbor, the video shows. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not good. You bring a pair of scissors, that, that's different now. That's different. His wife tries to drag him away, but the bodybuilder dad of four pushes her back. At that moment, the verbal dispute takes a harrowing turn when the neighbor in black pulls out a handgun and aims it at Mahirin. Uh, Mahirin spots the gun but waves it off. He turns around and begins walking towards his apartment, at which the neighbor opens fire, uh, and then he's wrong. Nope, the guy gave you his back. He was walking away. You engaged. Your fault. Nope. If that dude is walking towards you with a pair of scissors and you you genuinely feel you're afraid of your you're in fear for your life, that can be considered a deadly weapon. But if that dude waves it off and turns to walk away and you engage, now you're wrong. The jury is going to crucify you on that one. That's no longer self-defense. You are no you are no longer defending yourself. The attack has stopped. Dude's wrong. Dude is 100% wrong. Mode, who was also in the hallway, uh, tries to get away from the gunman, but the neighbor fires multiple shots at him, including at least twice after he had collapsed in a pool of his own blood next to the staircase. The suspect then returns to Mathurin, who is still alive and struggling to get up, and shoots him execution-style on his own doorstep. The post has redacted portions of the video because of their graphic nature. Uh, having killed the two men, the gunman calmly observes the grisly scene before stepping into an elevator, which he takes down to the street and flees. Cops have identified him, police sources said, but he has not been publicly named and he is believed to be still in the wind. The nine forty-five caliber shell casings and five bullet fragments were recovered from the hallway, sources said. The sprawling 59-building apartment complex where Sunday's shooting took place was built in the 1940s. As well, no, nobody cares. Damn. Both of, them, both of them were wrong. Both of them were wrong on that point. So, <laughs> bring a pair of scissors. You give the impression you're going to attack wrong, but then you go, you probably realize I screwed up time to go and this dude blasts you and then executes you. Damn. Good Lord. And the lady's son. Lady's son too. Yeah. Good Lord. Is that worth dying over? Is that just dumb, stupid people, just stupid people. And last, most certainly not least. 
Beer Giants, uh, AB InBev's U.S. sales plunge more than 13% on Bud Light fiasco. Oh, you remember the dude? I saw this as well. Remember the dude that was doxing the Harvard students that signed the um, anti-Semitic protest against yeah. Israel? And this guy, and you know, it's not doxing him. Their names are on the paper. So it's like, hey, you signed this, so let's hold up who you are. That's fair. That's not doxing. But the guy who rented the truck that doxed these people, cops raided his house. They shoot him? Just says, by man behind Ivy League doxing truck has home searched by gun-bearing cops. It's just, uh, let me click on this. Yeah, you see them going in there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, global beer giant Anheuser-Busch uh, said its U.S. sales tumbled 13.5% in the latest quarter as a persistent boycott of the Bud Light continues to roil the company. The U.S. is the brewer's largest market and where it seemingly cannot overcome the disastrous fallout from marketing campaign in April with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Bud Light was dethroned this summer as the top-selling beer. The largest brewer in the world said U.S. revenues fell nearly 14% from July through September. Bro, they are hemorrhaging still. Still. What would you still. do to turn that brand around? If okay, so seriously speaking, if it was me, um, I would fire every single person in that corporation in regards to in the leadership positions. I would make examples of them and say, "Look, this is not what we stand for. We stand for American values. We stand for patriot first. And here's what we're going to do to fix this. We do not support this insanity. And this is the, this is the sad thing. This is the position they put themselves in. Now you got to pander to the right. You better pander to the right. And here's the other part about it. What did the left do? Bud Light tried to pander to the left. The left is not your consumer base. Why? They're comprised of all the gays. They ain't drinking that beer piss. They're drinking good stuff. Come on. Gay people, they have some good taste. They do. They ain't drinking Bud Light. That ain't just the gay people. I'm just knocking on them. So what do they do? You pander to the left, it blew up in your face. Pander to the right, that's your consumer base. Go back to an America first type of brand, Anheuser horses, Anheuser Bush horses, all this other stuff. Pew, pew, red, white, and blue, yada, yada. We love America, yada, yada. And then shut the hell up about politics altogether. Donate to a lot of veteran causes. Say, we're turning this brand around. The other people that were, that were in charge, they're gone. New leadership, new management. We're taking Bud Light back. That I could get behind. I'm still not buying it. I'll buy your stock, though. I'm waiting for the stock to dip, uh, and then I'm going to buy Bud Light stock. I am. I'm going to sell that because it, it, will, it will eventually go back up. Do you think that's why they just partner with the UFC? Dumb move. You spend $100 million for what? You have not staunched the bleeding. So you're spending in hopes of getting consumers to spend. Right. No, this is a public thing. You've got to come out there and you've got to condemn the left. You've got to condemn the transgender ideology. You've got to condemn, well, maybe not going that far, but condemn the prior leadership and say, no, we're taking Bud Light back. This Do is going back, back to back the edgy commercials from like the 90s. Uh, yes, I would. Why? Because you need to. You get. You get. It's all about pandering. You've got to kiss ass. You know, people kiss still ass love your that consumer shit. base. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They still do. It was Absolutely. Just funny. Yeah. You could, those things pop up on like TikTok yeah. or Instagram every once in a, and they were funny commercials. Yeah, like I agree. when it was ladies' night at a bar. Absolutely. You had all these men dressed that, as ladies bit, come yeah, in, and yeah, yeah I, that was funny stuff. Truth versus reality. Yeah. <laughs> Things over there, like just on her back. <laughs> she looks really. She makes herself at home. Really yes, yeah, the truth. Bud Light should pander. You better pander hard. But I don't think they're going to. They're just going to try and buy their way out of this. Dumb move. Dumb move. Invest in your PR. Change your brand recognition. Get, you know, distance yourself from this nonsense. Say, you know, the, older, the other leaders are fired. We're, we're taking over. That's not bad, Jason. Uh, 100 rounds of ammo with every case uh, with every case bought. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Ain't a bad idea. Okay. That is not a bad okay. idea. I like where you're at. Hey, get some right. frame in and take America back. Yeah. I don't know. 
Well, that does it for today's show, folks. Hey, look, we appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you being here and spending your days or your afternoons with us. We hope that you have a wonderful day. Uh, if you could, do me a favor, like the show. If you're following us on Rumble, leave us a little thumbs up. Put a comment below. And if you could, go leave us a great review on the iTunes and Spotify, if you could. We really appreciate that. And again, don't forget, we've got 31% off of the Booberry Bomb Drop. I'm going to share the link with you in the chat. We're getting 31% off of this right now. If you've never tried CBD, folks, if you trust me, if you trust my word, give us a shot at earning your business. There's the link right there. I posted it on Rumble. I'm going to go post it on Kick. Uh, we got a nice big audience today. Appreciate you guys being here. Again, it is the Booberry Bomb Drops, 31% off. If you love our CBD, now's the time to get it at a discount rate. And the Booberry is a seasonal. It's a collector's. This is going away after today. So be advised, folks. Again, 31% off. That's a hell of a deal. That's like Black Friday. That's better than Black Friday. Yeah. Because by the way, our Black Friday sales will not be 40% off. I'm telling you that right now. We, uh, no, that's way too much. <laughs> we cut it. I'll put it this way. We, we cut love it. You guys. We love you, but we cut that stuff so, we cut it down so much. People stocked up for an entire year. I was like, yeah, I keep forgetting how cheap our products are. It's like, it's not the same as like going out and buying a car. Uh, I was like, damn, dude, like we we made a lot of good money. But at the same time, it's like, we really shot ourselves in the foot. So again, I think Black Friday was says it's going to be what, 25% off? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, yeah. We got a lot of great deals coming to you though. Black reward Friday. points. For, well, we got like double and triple reward points. We got brackets. Yeah. We're excited for this. And that's going to be on Black Friday. So, but anyway, if you want to get yourself some 31% off CBD oil, now's the time. Don't wait to Black Friday because it ain't going to go down this low. This is just Halloween and only for the blueberry bomb drop flavor. All right, folks, we love you. We appreciate you. I'm going to post the link in the kick chat. They're asking for it over there. And until tomorrow, you got anything to have a man? Uh, they're wanting to see you eat the candy bar live. I'm not eating the candy bar live. Why? What's in the candy bar, Josh? Uh, We've been down this road before with that packy chip challenge. I'm not playing. Uh-uh. You did something to this thing. <laughs> you did something to this thing. Anyway, until tomorrow, folks, you stay savage, America.